This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. And how you guys doing today? Welcome to the show. Today is not going to be any biker news. Last episode, I brought up a deal where National Geographic was going to do a spot on bikers. First and foremost, to the Sons of Silence, it was not Boar's fault that any of this went down. He was just going off of what I had to say that I was being told by them. So it ain't bore whatsoever's fault for this clip I'm going to show you. When I seen it, I was disgusted. Talk about feeling betrayed. When I took on this request from National Geographic, I had it in my mind that finally... Somebody's going to tell the real story when it comes to motorcycle clubs. They're not going to tell a story like a gangland would. I didn't think that they would feature cartel members next to one of the oldest 1% clubs in the Midwest, and one that I have the utmost respect for because J.R. Reed founded NCOM. The crew, producers, directors, assured me that the club was going to be able to get their side of the story out. Assured me. Because this conversation took place over a period of time. And once I was convinced, that's when I reached out. My part in it was reaching out to clubs that might like to be interviewed by Mariana Van Zeller. Somebody I thought had integrity because of all her journalistic work that she did. After seeing this, man, I'm so pissed right now, of the season of Trafficked, 
I was outraged. Here we go. Where we go here? Okay, here it is. Is that your security guard behind you? The gun behind you? That's not the gun. That's not a gun? What is it? I won't ask you again then. They'll hurt you when they have to. They or you? As a journalist, if I'm trying to get into these clubs and see how they operate, I would say good luck. It's the military. They're covering their faces, which is never good. How often is it that you have cameras filming? Never. Do you think there's a, a race war coming? I hope so. Are you a Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it all my life. I'll do it till I'm laid in the casket. It seems to me like there's a fire spreading. Do you think it's too late to stop this? Well, everybody involved is making money. So it goes really deep. Do you work with the cartel? I might have seen up there. Do you trust these people? They look at you as prey. It's one of the guys of questions. So we can the whole empire. We gotta move, we gotta move. Black market will be here as long as the legal market keeps screwing up. Yeah, I think you guys can see while why uh, this one has got me so pissed. Has me pissed. How could you take the trust, for one, and an agreement of the scope of the subject and throw it out the window so you can get access? Here's one thing that you screwed up on. You had a chance... If you did this the right way, give the club's side of the story with all out all this drama crap to be able to have more stories in your future. Instead, you had your people straight up bullshit us unfreaking real. I guess it is a different time period. It's modern now. People don't go by word anymore. You can't trust anybody like you used to. You just can't. You can't have a gentleman's handshake and an agreement without it being taken to a level it shouldn't have been taken to. What I just seen is disgusting. For one, we weren't even told that this was going to be a part of a series like that. We thought it was a standalone just talking about clubs. Why weren't we even informed of that? People with honor 
don't do something like that. We even talked about, hey, let's invite you to NCOM so you just see all the clubs getting together. And it's not all what the cops have to say. You had a chance at that. But what do you do? Now, I have to admit, I haven't seen the episode. It's going to be episode three. I guess the series premiere is December 1st. So I don't know if they're going to put all the series out at once or if it's week after week how they do it. I don't know. It's series three. But from what I've seen with this teaser, God knows what the hell you're going to put out. Now I understand you have to get cop side of the story. But you also, I hope, got the club straight up story. You were treated like a guest. Where you didn't have to worry about nothing. And you took that trust and broke it. Now, somebody that, that, that's words means a lot to me. You put a blemish on that. I have to ask, what kind of person does that? Phone calls, emails, nothing has been returned. Why? I thought there was going to be a private viewing of the episode. There is no more integrity in journalism. None whatsoever. Insane Throttle has cut all ties with any media deals that we had after this. From now on, we'll do our own production stuff. Again, we have cut all ties, this company, with any media organization. We will no longer participate in the planned reality series that was coming up. That was canceled out by the attorney. We'll produce it ourselves. Having a chance to get an inside look of somewhere nobody ever does. And you wonder why. Clubs do not talk to you people. We should have been told, hey, this is the part of the series it's going to be with. We should have been told that. Hey, you're going to be a part of this big series. This is what she does. Okay, cool. At least they would have had a chance to say, go pound sand. And everybody wouldn't be taken off guard by this. Yeah, I'm a little tongue-tied today because my uh, blood pressure is going right now. 
Because this very incident showed why people do not trust you. Do not trust the media whatsoever. It's always about an angle. Why can't it be about both sides of the story without you having to give an opinion or making everything drama? Why can't you let people tell their stories? A sad state of affairs, it really is. That one was a kick in the balls. And what you did to him was screwed up. But I did want the sons to know that it wasn't Boar. It was me. They came to me. They sold me a bill of goods. Made, you know, packaged it up really good. And they turned around and did what they did. I always believe, unlike the mainstream media, that you take responsibility. The mainstream media won't do it. Why, I don't know. I guess it's against their interest. Why, well, I don't believe that. I believe when you're wrong, you're wrong. You admit you're wrong. You don't sit there and try to cover this or cover that up. No. It's real easy to say, hey, I was wrong. I screwed up. But you media personnel will never do that. And I think that's one thing you guys lost from your college years was etiquette. Because a lot of you in the media, your etiquette sucks. And I'm embarrassed. Literally, personally embarrassed that I even went along with what you were saying. I should have seen right through it. But because I wanted the, the rights of clubs and clubs to tell their story to come out on a huge platform like National Geographic, I fell for the crap. So again, my apologies go out to the Sons of Silence. Don't, ho don't hold anything over Boar because it wasn't him. He was just going off of what I said. And I was going off of what they said. Which, hey, lesson learned on that one. Lesson learned. There's a lot of good, hardworking guys in that club that you got to sit down with, break bread with. And you did that. Unreal, man. Unreal. I'll put the link to the trailer in the description box. That way you guys can see it a lot more better. See where I'm coming from. And you can bet your ass that we'll never work with a media company again. It's nothing but insane throttle TV on Roku now. We'll do all our stuff over there. We'll fan fund it, whatever we're doing, but we're not going to go with no mainstream. Not anymore.
I'll make you horny, baby. Oh, my gosh. The music just turns me on. Get in the mood now by downloading the Insane Throttle Radio app from Google Play for Android Now. Rock on. Yes, you don't want to listen to the media, folks. I don't care which one it is, what side of the aisle they're on, they're not to be trusted. I did hold out hope that there was some in media that actually believed in what they were doing and not a scam. Sad state of affairs. Again, I can't say I'm sorry enough to... The Sons of Silence, that's not what I was hoping that was going to come out of that. But it did. And for that, I apologize. Going on to this segment of the show, there was something very, very interesting posted on Sucka Free MC. And this is by Preach. Now, I'm going to read you his uh, short article here. And I wanted to give some feedback on it because I found it very interesting. As I'm learning, things aren't 1990 anymore. Always being told, come into the future, Hollywood. Let's take a look at the future then, shall we? Let's look at present day, my fault. And this again is by Preach. So, you're a one percenter. Just imagine this, if you will. If Carmine Genovese signed all his emails and letters as a mob captain, local precinct one, Genovese family. Just imagine if Jesus Gonzalez signed all his IG posts with MS-13 Southside. Imagine if Zero Rose signed her emails as Instagram Ho. Sounds pretty fucking stupid, doesn't it? But on social media, you have guys who have the 1% designation in their social media handle. Pictures, foreheads, and every place it will garner attention. I always found that odd. It's like people who get tattoos of their names on themselves. Do you not know who you are? I know. You're going to say you're comparing MCs to criminal organizations, but let's face the facts. Dudes, some of you are criminal organizations, and even if you don't think you are, the government does And so will a jury of your peers, and we all know this, so just cut the shit. So why? Some of it is obvious, especially on social media. You think the 1% title is a big deal, and it's intimidating. I've seen some of you throw it around in debates with other bikers. You use that patch in your club to cyber bully... And most of the time it works. I've read dumb as fuck comments from Diamonds, but no one challenges them because you have that 1% in your name or you sign all your posts with it. 
That's so cute. So if you were to take that away, would your comments be any less wrong or any more right? If you were just Chris, could Chris make his point without being a bully or scaring anyone off? You know, I love the fact I've been friends with certain guys for years and never knew what club they were in or if they were one percenters. It never came up, though we discussed MC stuff all the time. I respect those guys. I guess modern day one percenters are a lot like chicks on Instagram who have nothing to offer but it's ass so that's all they show. Don't get me wrong, I'll eat your ass and suck your tits until Black Jesus comes out of Harlem and says enough, but when that's done, what else you got? Your name is Chris. Not Chris 1%, but I guess Chris ain't nothing to bring to the table, but guess what? Neither does Chris 1%er. Sucker free MC. Again, that article was by Preach. I wanted to break it down paragraph by paragraph and give my thoughts on it. The first section where he says if Carmine Genovese signed all his emails and letters as mob captain local precinct one Genovese family. That's a big, hard comparison to one percenters. And here's why. And I say it time and time again. One percenters are not gangsters. One percenters have a hard time just with paying dues. If they were gangsters... Why would they have trouble paying $100, $200 a month in dues? I don't see the comparison here. You bring up that they know they're a criminal organization, some of them. I like to know where you got this conclusion from. Is it from individuals that go out on their own, hustle, make their game, get caught, and because they're wearing that patch, the government has the right to give them the criminal organization tag. That kind of comparison is what I personally find odd. You can't even compare an MC to MS-13. They're animals, first and foremost. And clubs are nowhere near on the scale of what a street gang is or the outfit, or I always say outfit because I'm from Chicago, but the mob, not even on the same level. I don't think that it's unrealistic 
for somebody who's proud in what they earned to put what they are. One thing I do agree on is social media has changed the game. Boy, am I always reminded of that fact. There was a time where you did not know who was in a club and who wasn't. The clubs never let that onto social media. And there are some clubs that still think that way. And why do they think that way? Just look at the first half of the segment, how the media treated the Sons of Silence in that teaser for season two of that woman's series on National Geographic. That was one of the major reasons why nobody let anybody know who they were. Especially the cops. And I rag on this all the time. The cops don't even have to do their jobs anymore. It's made so easy. Just by them putting their pictures on the internet. Now, you might be able to say, you know, wait, wait a second here. Even with their comments, nothing ever disappears on the internet. Once it's on the internet, it's on the internet. There's no ifs, no buts. It stays there. If a threat's made, it's going to be there. Hopefully, it don't come back and bite them in the ass. One point right there is where I agree why people shouldn't be using 1% after their name. I'm not very familiar with Sucka Free MC. I do know some of its authors left and joined another podcast. Which, hey, it is what it is. There's so many damn social media pages that think they know it all. Hell, you have one guy that was in a club maybe one or two years at the most giving advice on the internet now. You have another that is claiming 1%. Instead of backing the traditions of a 1%, he bashes them. Hypocritical, if you ask me. I've always said there's like maybe 10, 15 clubs that I always considered 1% and the rest I really don't. Why? Tradition used to mean something. Obviously now, it doesn't. Obviously now, the new generation has taken over. And the ball game's all different now. Social media can be good in certain situations. Maybe 2% of the time. The other 98% of the time, it does nothing but call cause trouble 
back to the article. I know you're going to say you're comparing MCs to criminal organizations, but let's face it. Some of you are criminal organizations, and even if you don't think you are, the government does and will. so will the jury. I've argued that point a lot. That's what I like doing is debating, getting both sides of uh, an argument out there. The problem is with some of these social media pages is they get butthurt when you question them. They get to the point where they cry and whine about the news coverage we do. Not understanding whatsoever that Insane Throttle doesn't play by MC rules. We don't play that way. And that pisses a lot of people off. You'll have them come and say, hey, you're putting everybody's business out there. No. Are you that ignorant? It is news. It's already out there in the public domain. And I have to be the first one to admit, we hold a lot back. But criminal organizations, I can't say that. Individuals, sure. Many individuals, maybe. Not the whole entire organization. Again, if that was the case, they sure to hell would have some money. And he goes in to say, obviously, especially on social media, you think the 1% title is a big deal and it's intimidating. I've seen some of you throw it around in debates with other bikers. You use that patch and your club to cyber bully and most of the time, it works. I've read dumb as fuck comments from Diamonds, but no one challenges them because you have that 1% in your name. True or false? I'd have to say 50-50. One thing about me. Since I do not play by the rules of MC. I'm an opinion columnist, a radio host, and I do news that covers the scene. Although I respect what you have earned as a one percenter, you put your pants on the same way I do. I've been around too long for somebody to try to punk me out with that. Too damn long to try to punk me out. Other people ain't like that because they're starstruck big time. So what does that do? It makes them ball up into a baby form. Real quick station break. 
Add the Insane Throttle TV app on Roku now. Get content not seen on our other platforms. No censorship, no PC, only biker fun and entertainment. It's hardcore. Again, go over to Roku TV and add the Insane Throttle TV app now. Rock on. Have people used the 1% deal like he's saying? In order to gain some type of respect or to further an agenda. Hell yeah, they have. Hell, you've seen it on YouTube. And everybody would say, well, why don't you respect that fact? For one, I only think of 10 to maybe 15 clubs as true 1% clubs. And true... 1% clubs don't need others to verify them. They don't need the validation. Their club speaks for itself. And when you use a club in order to advance yourself for money reasons, why would I respect that? I'm not gonna. And it sure don't mean much when it's uh, 1% after the name. For one, on social media, you never know who's true and who's not. One thing we do at Insane Throttle is when somebody throws that around, we'll go to the clubs directly and ask. We'll say, hey, what's up with this? Is he a member of yours? If so, what's the club's stance on this as a comment? Most of the time, these people never, never, ever talk on behalf of the club. I don't know if you guys knew that, but that's how we do things. Others might not be able to, but we do. He goes on to say, I guess modern day one percenters are a lot like chicks on Instagram who have nothing to offer but tits and ass, so that's all they show. Don't get me wrong, I'll eat your ass and suck your tits until black Jesus comes out of Harlem and says enough, but when that's done, what else do you got? Your name, Chris. Again, I don't know much about uh, Sucka Free MC. I know they're mostly in the black set, which I know nothing about. I defer to Black Dragon on that point. I'm more knowledgeable with the white set. And that's what I'd have to say is the white set only. I don't know much about mixed race clubs. I don't know much about black clubs. If I don't know something... I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to sit there and fake it until I make it like some of these other creators do. I'm not going to sit there and copy others' ideas and make them my own. That's just not what you're going to get from here. We have a lot of exciting stuff coming in 2022. 
Again, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, we're no longer going to be affiliated with any major media outlets. Not after this. We're going to do our own production company, our own deal, and we're pretty excited because coming December of 2022, we're going to premiere as an Insane Throttle TV production, The Devil's Playground, Bikers and Strippers. It's only going to be available through us. We're not going to have any contact with any other media outlet that offered us uh, contracts and stuff. This is all on us. And I think I'm feeling a lot better with that decision. Bikers for bikers, right? Anyway, guys. That's what I got for today. I'll see you again on the next episode. Rock on. And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's channel over on Roku. As well as go get the Insane Throttle Radio on Google Play. Rock on until next.